Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. you are. Do not break the stillness of this moment, for this is a time of mystery, a time when imagination is free and moves forward swiftly, silently. This is the haunting hour. Sunday morning in the home of Mr. and Mrs. Destos. Mr. Destos is dressing hurriedly while his wife prepares breakfast. Suddenly he calls to her. Helena! Helena! Gregory, please do not call like that. Come here to the kitchen. Helena, I cannot find my charm. Did you see it? How many times will I tell you, Gregory? On Sunday morning, people want to sleep a little. They do not want to hear other people screaming. But don't you hear? I have lost my lucky piece, Helena. Oh, you mean the little coin that you brought to America from Greece? Yes. Here are your eggs. Yes, yes, but where is it? Oh, I have not seen it. Perhaps you lost it? No, I must find it. It has brought me all the good luck we have had here, and I can never replace it. It's the only one of its kind. Well, you should not have been so careless. That is the remark of a fool. Never mind with you, I'll find it myself. Gregory, it's the first time since we were married three years ago you speak to me like that. Oh, well, forgive me, Helena. I did not mean that. It is just that the little coin means so much to me. And I'm in such a hurry, I don't know what I am saying. Are you going to be shot again this Sunday? No, I must. There is so much to be done. I am making more serious now than ever before. And, and it is important that I build up our little business and put away some money in case of need. You will need it for doctor bills, Gregory. If you work like this, day and night and Sundays as well, a man must have his rest. You know how we say, Helena, never cross your luck. I am now getting the finest clientele in this city. They cannot wait for the shoes. The orders must be filled and I work alone. <sighs> what good is all the money if I never see you? Well, that, that question you will have to ask Mr. Bollett. Mr. Bollett? You mean... Yes, yes, Elena. I mean the richest, most important man in the city. I told you already I was working for his assistant, Mr. McIntyre. Mr. McIntyre, I have found out, is not Mr. Bollett's assistant, but his bodyguard. Well, so what is the difference? He promised he would get me the business of Mr. Bollett, and he did. 
You mean you have seen Mr. Bullock? <laughs> sure, many times. Oh. In fact, I am already making shoes for his whole family. Tell me, Gregory. Hmm? Why does a man like Mr. Bullock need a bodyguard like Mr. McIntyre? Oh, what do I know, Helena? You know what it is with big, important men. They must be careful. <sighs> and now I must go. When will you be home, Gregory? I, uh, I don't know, Helena. We will have to see. Goodbye. Goodbye, Gregory. Mr. Destis live here? Yes. Is he home? Could I ask, please, your name? I'm Mr. Bollett. Oh, Mr. Bollett. Oh, come in, please. Come in, McIntyre. Right. Where's your husband, Mrs. Destis? He is not home. You're lying. I do not lie. Just a minute, McIntyre. Where is your husband, Mrs. Destis? I... Do not know. I tell you, she's covering up, boss. Let me go through the house. Just a minute. Mrs. Destis, do you recognize this coin? Oh, it is my husband's good luck piece. But where did you get it? Told you it belonged to him, boss. That's all I want to hear. You know what to do, McIntyre. Don't worry, I'll take care of him. What is wrong? What has my husband done? Don't worry, he won't do it again. And don't forget, McIntyre... If you don't find them before the day's over, there'll be a new man in your place tomorrow. I told you not to worry, boys. I'll be waiting to hear from you. Don't make it too long. We might as well go inside and sit down, Mrs. Destis. What are you going to do? I'm going to wait for your husband. I mean, after he gets here. Well, don't you worry about that. Whatever I do, you should be glad I did it. I do not understand. All right. If you want to know what's up, I'll tell you. That husband of yours is a no-good, two-timing, double-crosser. Now, do you understand? No. He's running around with other women. Gregory? With other women? And that ain't all. If he wants to run around with other women, that's his own business. But when he starts fooling around with the boss's daughter, that's going too far. My husband is going with Mr. Bollett's daughter? Mm-hmm. An 18-year-old kid. Oh, no, but it is impossible. Gregory work all the time. In the night, in, in the day. How could he be able to go with anybody? Well, depends what kind of work he's doing at night. Could be working and having a good time, you know. But he's doing what you see. Why shouldn't he tell me? He's not afraid. Maybe he's not afraid of you, but there's other people. We don't like anybody stepping in where they don't belong. See what I mean? Yes. Nothing is more important to Bollop than his daughter, Marion. There's nothing too good for her. And he didn't set her up like this for some little jerk shoemaker to cash in on everything. But Gregory is my husband. How could he That's do... just what makes it so tough. You see, uh, whatever he's going to get, he's got it coming to him. But how did you find out all this? From that lucky coin he carries around. Oh. Only this time it ain't so lucky. You knew it was his? Mm-hmm. He showed it to me. Told me there wasn't another one like it in the country. Well, naturally, when Bollett found it on his daughter's dressing table, it was a dead giveaway. Oh, I see. Um, now there's no reason why you should take a beating for this, Mrs. Destis. Certainly ain't your fault. And I ain't getting any kick out of telling you. 
For your own good, you might as well know what's happening. Oh, thank you. Where are you going? I do not feel very good. I, I'm going out in the street for some air. All right. All right, I'm coming. Now, have you no patience to... Elena, is something wrong? Close the door. Yes, but you... Now, what is it, Elena? You are so pale. Mr. Bollett is looking for you. He came to our house. Oh? What did he want? He came with his assistant, Mr. McIntyre. They have found out that you are going out with Mr. Bollett's daughter. Me? I am going out with... Please, Gregory. There is no need to try and hide it from me any longer. I know. Oh, <laughs> you are fooling. First, I thought they were fooling. Then they showed me the lucky coin you had lost. Mr. Bollett's daughter had it. Oh, what you are saying, Elena, is, is so strange. It matter. I have come to warn you. Beyond that, I have no further duty. You had better not come home. Mr. McIntyre is waiting there for you. Mr. McIntyre? Oh, but then I should go to the police. They cannot do such things in America. What would you tell the police? Do you think they would like to hear our married man is going with a single girl? Elena, you do not believe that, do you? Mr. Bollett is not so much a fool as I. I thought you were working. But, Helena, no, there is nothing for me outside of my work. And you... I swear, Elena, I have never even seen the girl. I do not even know what she looks like. Only this morning you told me you were making shoes for all of Mr. Bollett's family. Yes, yes, that is true. But for the daughter, I have been getting the measurements from an old pair of shoes. Oh. Sure, that is why Mr. Bollett has been so pleased with my work. He says there is nobody but me who makes custom shoes to fit so perfect by just looking at an old pair. Perhaps it is true. Would you believe them before me, Helena? I do not know. It is something we do not see that is behind this. But that does not matter now. It matters only that you believe me. Oh, we have gone through so much together, Elena. How could you think that I would do such a thing to you? But there is the coin. How did the girl happen to have it? That is what I must find out. And I must get it back. No, Gregory. You cannot do that. You must forget about it. But why? It is mine and it has brought me luck. No. No, you have not seen the face of Mr. McIntyre. I have seen that kind of face before. I know what he has in his mind. It is not good. But what am I to do, Helena? I cannot go away and leave you. You must, Gregory. You cannot even come home. You must leave right away. Then, when you find a place, you will write to me. And I will follow. How do I know what? What they will do to you if I leave. Oh, I, I would be all right. Then, if you say so, I will go, Helena. Listen, here is all the money I have with me. You will go right from here to the railroad station. I did not think that here in America we would have to... Goodbye, my Helena. Oh, oh yeah. there is not much... Mr. McIntyre. 
Do not say anything. Just going out for a little walk, huh, Mrs. Justice? Let me write to him. What do you want, Mr. McIntyre? I'll tell you later. Get your hat and coat. No, you cannot take him. No? Maybe this will convince you that I can. You're going to kill him. No, I... Elena. <sighs> Elena, you must not try to do anything. You cannot fight a revolver. Now you're being smart, Justice. Let's go. Get into that car outside. Goodbye, Helena. Don't worry. Gregory. Oh, my Gregory. Destos, a custom shoemaker, has become strangely involved with the young daughter of the wealthy and unscrupulous Henry Bollett. And though Destos has denied any knowledge of the affair to his wife, he is forced at the point of the revolver to go off in the custody of Bollett's so-called bodyguard, McIntyre, who has been assigned to take care of Destos. Now, after walking the streets aimlessly, thinking of something to do, Mrs. Destos returns home. Gregory, what have you done? How did you get back here? I have done nothing, Elena. Mr. McIntyre brought me here. But why did he do that? I thought... Listen to me. He too believes that I have been seeing Mr. Bollett's daughter. Oh. And as a favor to me, Mr. McIntyre will give us time to leave the city. But we must never come back. I do not understand it. I do not think he likes Mr. Bollett very much... But even so, why why should he let me go? What reason did he give? He said it was because... Well, because I made him the most perfect shoes he ever wore. So, that is your reward. To go away and never come back. He says that if Mr. Bollett ever finds out that I am here, it will be the end for all of us. But if Mr. McIntyre is such a good friend, Gregory, why was he the one to tell Mr. Bollett that you were seeing the daughter? He, he told Mr. Bollett? Yes. When Mr. Bollett found the lucky charm in his daughter's room, it was Mr. McIntyre who told him it belonged to you. Oh. I, I don't understand. Gregory, it is clear that... Who is that? I will answer it. Gregory. There is no use to hide anymore, Elena. It has to be this way. Are you Mr. Destus? Yes. Well, here's part of what you deserve. Oh, why do you hit him? That's only the beginning. Get up from the floor, Destus. Quick. Fred, Fred, no, don't. Why not? It's coming to him, isn't it? But that's the wrong man. That isn't the one. Oh, oh, gosh. I'm... Oh, here, let me help you up. Has everyone gone mad? Oh, you're Mrs. Destus, aren't you? Yes. I'm Marion Bollett. Oh, you are Mr. Bollett's daughter. Yes. And I'm terribly sorry for what Mr. Potter just did. You see, he's a friend of mine, and he was just trying to help me. You see, I thought you were the one who had sent Miss Bollett that note. No. What note? The one in which you demanded a thousand dollars. I demanded a thousand dollars? Oh, no. You see, my father wants me to go out only with people he approves of. Now, I know he wouldn't approve of Fred, because Freddie isn't rich enough. So we haven't told Dad that we go out together. But what has that got to do with my husband? Well, the other day, I got a letter saying that if I didn't leave a thousand dollars at a certain place, the writer would tell my father all about me and Fred. And you thought I was the person who wrote that letter? Well, I, I went to the spot. It was five miles outside the city limits, behind the deserted Hamilton house. And I left $200 there, with a note saying that I'd leave more today. Then I drove off at a distance and sat in my car watching. And you saw the men? Yes. 
Uh, although I couldn't identify him from that distance, I do know that he was much bigger than you. But when he left, I went back to see if he'd found the money. And he had, all right. And while I was looking, I found a Greek coin that he dropped. So I put it in my purse and later left it in my bedroom where Father found it. That was when I first learned it belonged to you. Then why did you come here? Well, I had to. I was going to give you the rest of the money to make sure you didn't talk to my father. But now I know you're not the man. So, it was someone else who took away your lucky coin, Gregory, to make it look like you? Yes. Well, I'd sure like to lay my hands on him. I think I am beginning to see why Mr. McIntyre wants me to go away. Are you talking about my father's assistant? Yes. He wants my husband to leave the city. Your father thinks that Gregory is going out with you. Well, how would he get an idea like that? Mr. McIntyre advised him. Then, do you think that... Why, of course. It's as clear as the nose on your face. But what can we do? Wait. Wait, I have an idea. Uh, where did you say you left the $200, Miss Bullitt? Behind the old deserted Hamilton house. You know where that is, don't you? Yes. Yes, it has been empty for many years now, has it not? At least five years. But how can that help us? What time is it now? It's six o'clock. Uh-huh. It will be light for about one hour more. You mean you want to go out there tonight? Miss Bullitt, you said that you were bringing the money to me. Yes, I thought that you uh, were... Would you let me bring the money to the Hamilton house and place it there for you? You want us to go with you? If you will allow me, I would rather go alone. You mean you're going to wait there and see if you can catch him? While it is light, I will wait. If he does not come then, I will go back to my shop and I will be working there all night. And what do you want us to do? If you do not hear from me tonight, I would like you to take Miss Bullitt to the Hamilton house tomorrow and see if the money is gone. If it is, I would like you to come to my store and tell me the first thing in the morning. All right. Here's the money, and uh, then we'll go along. Uh, good night, and uh, thank you. Good night. Good night. Oh, are you sure you're doing the right thing, Gregory? Yes, Helena. Do you want me to stay here? No. No, I want you to come with me. Oh, what can I do there? You will see. Come, Helena. Come. It is darkening quickly, Gregory. Yes. Yes, I must work quickly. Here. Ah, here is the place where Miss Bullitt must have put the money last time. Now, we put this in the same place. Yes, so. And now, you stay here, Helena. Here? Are we going to wait for him to come? No. But where are you going, Gregory? There is something I must find. What is it? It must be here. But why must I stay here? Because I do not want you to... Huh? Yes, I found it. The man has left something he didn't know about. Come here, Helena. What have you found? Uh, it had to be here. Look. Look, do you see what I mean? I... Oh, yes, Gregory. I see what you mean. As soon as I have it, we will go back to the shop. I will be working all night, Helena. All night. It's half past eight in the morning, Gregory. Yes. At this time, every morning, the shop is already open. Huh? Oh, yes. Yes, Helena, you better unlock the door. Unlock it? But if Mr. McIntyre comes here and finds you, what then? I think now we are ready for Mr. McIntyre, Helena. I hope so. Who is that? 
Oh, it's Miss Borlick and the young man. Good. Let them in. It's gone, Mrs. Destis. We looked all over. It was gone. My husband has been working all night. Well, this is a fine time to be fixing shoes, Destis. I am just finishing. But what are we going to do now? Now that we know the rest of the money is gone. I expect that in a few minutes your father will be here. How do you know that? After what has already happened, he must be following you. But you know that we don't want to be seen together. Why didn't you say this before? Because Mr. Bollett is interested in me, not you. Well, Mary and I, I think it's best if we get out of here. All right, Freddie. If you think we... All right, Justice. Took me a long time to catch up with you, but I finally did. I am not running away, Mr. McIntyre. Marion, how can you come to this man's place at this hour of the morning? Why shouldn't I? Mr. Destice is trying to help me track down a criminal who's been blackmailing me. Blackmailing you? Yes. And trying to incriminate Mr. Destice at the same time by leaving his possessions where I could find them. You're talking about that Greek coin? You mean he didn't give it to you? No, he didn't. I found it. Wait a minute. You mean somebody's been blackmailing you and trying to throw the blame on Destice? Yes, Mr. Bullitt. And now I think I am able to find out who the man is. How can a shoemaker suddenly become a detective? I know very little besides making shoes, Mr. McIntyre. I make them to live. But now I have made one to save my life. What are you talking about? I went to the place where your daughter left the blackmail money. There I found something that the man did not know about. Two footprints. One hers, one somebody else. I have made shoes in many different ways. But until today... Never from a footprint. You mean the shoe you've been working on all night is measured from that footprint? Measured so carefully, Miss Bullitt, that it could not be worn by anybody else. You see, the print had a special high arch, and the pressure was greatest on the left side of the heel. Because of this, the toes on the right side were longer than average. Well, suppose you're right. Who are you going to try the shoe on? I would like to start with the men here. If it is all right, I would like to see if it fits uh, Mr. McIntyre. That's the screwiest thing I ever heard of. Take your shoe off, McIntyre. Go ahead, Justice. Thank you. Let me have the shoe, Elena. Oh, here. And the shoehorn? No. No, that will not be needed. Press, Mr. McIntyre. I'm pressing. It just won't go, that's all. Uh-huh. Uh, will you remove your shoe, Mr. Potter? You mean it, Fred? Oh, why, that's preposterous. Let him have his fun, Marion. There. Press, Mr. Potter. I... I'm pressing, but it doesn't go. Of course, it's silly to suspect uh, it. One moment. Mr. Potter, will you uncurl your toes? Mm-hmm. So. And now, the shoe fits. It is amazing how you fashioned that shoe from a simple footprint, Justice. I think, Mr. Bullitt, that he will never find another shoe to fit him as well. I'm afraid that it won't matter so much where he's going. I suppose McIntyre's turned him over to the police by now. But I still don't see how Mr. Destis could find out all that information from a single shoe print. How did you know that Fred had the blackmail money in his pocket? Oh, I did not know that. I knew only that the blackmail money had been taken away from the place where I left it. But from the beginning, Mr. Potter's face was familiar. Then I remembered the day my lucky coin disappeared... There was a man in my shop, and he was asking me for prices. Uh, tell me, Miss Bullitt, uh, did Mr. Potter ever have a mustache? Why, yes. He just shaved it off a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he wears glasses? That's right. Of course, I could not ask these questions before. Naturally. But that proves conclusively he was the man. 
You deserve a lot of credit for this, Testus, and I'll see that you get it, too. Well, come along, Marion. Perhaps you'll listen to me in the future. Goodbye, Mr. and Mrs. Testus. Goodbye. Gregory, it is over. Like being free again. Is it not wonderful? (laughs) So wonderful, Elena. I think I will take a holiday. We will go home now and go to sleep. Shadows and stillness. Mystery weaves a spell of strangest fascination, charging the mind with doubts and fears. For mystery is a strange companion, a living memory in the haunting hour. (laughs) 